Hey, we're so glad you found us. This is a Juicy Pear Podcast with Sean and Wendy. I'm your host, Wendy. And I'm your host, Sean. And we want to share with you some storytelling that leaves you feeling entertained, inspired, and puts a smile on your face. And we are truly hoping to be able to talk about relatable topics, especially in this world of craziness. So sit back and enjoy the conversation. Stay tuned. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, Wendy. Happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Here we are um, already in Thanksgiving weekend for 2020. So we're coming so close to Christmas and the new year. I don't know. Thanksgiving already seems like it's it was a long time ago. I don't know why. It just feels that way. I ate a lot. I know that much. What did you do for Thanksgiving? I just made a great big meal. Um, it was the first year that my mother-in-law is not with us, and she always came over every Thanksgiving, oh, always came yes. over. And she made um, green bean casserole, and she made a really good uh, stuffing. And so I made those dishes, and my kids liked them. But, however, she made this Jello dish, but I didn't quite get the Jello dish the way she made it, but that's okay. <laughs> but, yeah, it was bittersweet. It was great. We made a lot of great food. Um, but, yeah, it was a little, It you know, we could tell that something was, was not missing. the same. Yeah. 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 How about you? It's very sentimental then. It is. Um, so for Thanksgiving, I made a nice turkey and took it to my parents' house. Um, and for those that don't know, my dear parents care for my um, elderly grandmother. She's 91. And so uh, they care for her full time with a lot of family help in between. And so I took the turkey over for a nighttime dinner and my brother and his family came up from oh, where they live. Nice. And so we celebrated together. And um, then later on, we ended up watching the movie White Christmas. With Bing Crosby, so that's always I've never a nice seen that movie. one. That's the one Christmas movie I have not seen. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. Okay, highly, highly recommend it. All right, well, I'll have nice to watch little it. musical. I'll have to watch it. You know me, I love musicals. Yes. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I'm just I'm feeling kind of weird because I had a weird thing happen about an hour ago when um, on my way to the mall, and it's just like ugh, I, I'm trying to you know keep balance and stuff with it. But it was just one of those things. Um, you know, I almost got in a major car accident and this guy in a big old truck pulled right out in front of me and just out of nowhere, you know, I was just like bebopping around, you know, in my own world. I just got some uh, hand soaps from uh, Bath and Body Works. Excited that I got the sale. It was like $3 today. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm just on my way home, and then just boom, just out of nowhere, and I had nowhere else to go. It was either go into this other lane and, you know, or get hit. So I quick swerved in the other lane in my heart about, because I didn't know if anybody was coming. I just, I, I had no time. So I swerved into that lane. He swerved, I mean, it was just like, oh my gosh. And I honked my horn, whatever, and then he just bebops away. And it's like, wow, you know. Um, I've been, I've been in my fair share of car accidents, I have to say, and near misses. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, I have. Um, and my relatives, a good amount of them have died from car accidents. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, I'm glad we said a prayer before our episode today. Cause I always feel like, oh man, I, I'm, you know, I have nine lives with that and I missed mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. I, I got out of it. Okay. I'm sh I don't know how I didn't hit him. I mean, he pulled right out in front of me. I quick, I, I do have pretty good reflexes. I must say, uh, I, I do. Um, it was good that I swerved or else 
who knows? Yeah, I'm so thankful. I'm very thankful that um, there was no bad weather. Like our yeah. Michigan roads get so icy and slick. I know, and it was and it's actually yeah, it was actually perfect weather. It's sunny outside. The yeah, roads it's are nice great today. Yeah, so that kind of I mean you know out of the blue like that, but I guess that's life, right? Um, that kind of stuff happens, but still, scary things can happen constantly. I'm glad you're safe. Thank you. I'm glad you're okay, um, Wendy. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, we want to talk about something that. You know, really um, scary that happened scary to you. Scary things that can happen this in life, year, for sure. Twenty twenty, um, it ended up okay, but I'd like you to tell it. It was um, quite something that for happened sure. to you. So, with Wendy talking about her uh, near accident today and how things can happen quickly, happen fast when you least expect it. Um, back on February 9th of twenty twenty, here um, something that was. Very scary that I never in my wildest dreams expected to happen um, did. And that was um, on the 9th of February, I experienced a brain aneurysm. And um, it was a Monday evening that I remember feeling a very washed over feeling go go across my head. And I was going to get up to let the dog out, um, but I just could not get up out of bed. And I felt this washing uh, wave feeling going across my brain and my head. Well, we should we should back up a bit because okay. um, last time last I saw you, I think it was six weeks before we are going. We love to dance. And that that was um, I think it was the ugly sweater party or whatever. Yep. And you were fine. You were Doing dancing. Um, New Year's was fine. Yeah. And so, did you have any headaches or anything like that, or did you feel off in any way, or did you have any sort of signal that oh, you know, I'm not feeling right, or you just None at all. Even the weekend before the aneurysm occurred, I was at a mother-daughter retreat up north at Cranhill Ranch and had a great weekend that whole weekend. Uh, Came home on Sunday. Uh, The kids all went to school on Monday, and it was by Monday night. I was by myself. The kids were with their dad, and I experienced um, this wave feeling. And that set in a headache that I thought I had a migraine. And I um, ended up getting up sometime in the middle of the night to realize that I had, like, thrown up everywhere. Um, oh, my – okay. So I thought I had the flu. Oh, my gosh. That is so scary. And you were by yourself? By myself. Oh. See, I was up. I was out of town at the time. I was actually in Nashville with a friend. And uh, our mutual friend, Joy, had texted me and said, hey, did you know that Sean's in the hospital? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. No, I had no idea. She has a bad headache and she's in the hospital. And I thought, oh, that's not good. That's more yep. than a headache. So, so you, so I lived for many days from the 9th to the 14th. Okay. So with a headache and you, it started up. on the 9th. Right. And you were throwing up and you didn't go in or you just thought maybe you had the flu. Right. Okay. I thought I had the flu. I thought I had a migraine. Okay. Um, that, that was all the signs and symptoms. So do you get migraines usually? Yeah. Once okay, a month. so that's not uncommon. It wasn't uncommon. And it wasn't uncommon that the little preschool at my work, um, they had the flu going through them. You know, everybody was kind of sharing the, a cold okay, or sharing a sickness. So I thought I just probably caught something that they had had. Okay. Um, but so my ex-husband watched over me for the week, kept making sure that I was alive still. And I was, I was canceling out work, canceling out all activities that I had planned, I was teaching fitness classes, and I was trying to get subs to come in for fitness classes, and um, I couldn't make it to rehearsals that I was doing. Um, And it wasn't until finally Thursday of that week, um, 
I was taken to my normal doctor Mm -hmm. who thought about maybe doing a CAD scan, but didn't. Instead, they sent me home with some anti-nausea meds. Wait a minute. They sent you home. Oh, my gosh. I was sent home. Still, no one knows it's a brain aneurysm yet. Okay. Uh, And then Friday, the 14th of February, um, my ex still said, enough is enough. You're still super sick. So this was five days later. So five days of this chaos swirling around you. Yep. Not sure what's going on. You're in and out of the hospital or whatever. Doctors. Doctors. Um, You know, they're telling you, oh, oh, yeah, you've got a headache. Here's some medicine. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, so by Friday, the 14th, um, I was taken to Zealand Community Hospital and where the ER doc there happened to be a church friend that I have. And when she saw me, she was super, super surprised that I was there. Um, and when I told her the symptoms and I was in and out of um, of sleeping, like I was, I would fall asleep and wake back up and go back to sleep, wake back up. She finally had told us enough is enough. Let's get you a CAT scan. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. When you were like, is this during the day? You yeah. were like in and out of sleep. Okay. So that right there, that's a red flag. Yeah. Yeah. That's a red flag. Usually people bump their head or, you know, have a concussion, they start doing that. Yes. But yep. you probably thought, oh, maybe I have the flu. I still, still blame the You flu. still think maybe you had the flu at this point. Okay. Yep. So you, somebody I'm, at the hospital that you knew from your church yeah, said, hey, doctor. Um, we need to look into this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I think you were probably meant to meet her at that time. I think so, too. Absolutely. So what did she say? I think so many things that happened during this whole entire time were like meant to be things. Yeah. Um, so the CAT scan that they sent me into immediately showed that I had a ruptured brain aneurysm behind the right uh, left side of my neck, oh. the back of my head, that a, ve- a vessel had, had burst. And uh, a typical thing like that typically kills somebody on the spot. Wow. So um, she immediately come into our ER room that I was sitting in, and she said, you have to go to Butterworth by ambulance. And my ex wanted to drive me instead, because that's such a typical thing. You know, how about not an ambulance? It'll cost too much. It's too much hassle. Let's go by car. Right. But she's like, no, she has to go by ambulance. Mm -hmm. I can barely remember the ambulance ride. It was February, so it was cold here in Michigan. Mm -hmm. And I can barely vaguely remember the ambulance ride. I was in and out of consciousness. And then um, I vaguely can remember the cold weather leaving the ambulance to get inside of Butterworth. And then I positively don't have much memory until I really woke up February 17th or 18th. Oh, gosh. So there was like f- three days there that you were kind of un- unconscious. Yep. Yeah. I was down. I was sleeping most of the time, I understand. Um, How sc- so what did they do during those t- those three days? What did they do? I went you. in for a lot of procedures that they had to go and put coils. Yeah. I'm very curious. How did they... F- Fix it, I guess I yep. want to say. So the did... procedure, um, they had to go through my thigh, up through my body, to okay. my head, through the vessels. Wow. And they put coils and that clamped off the burst vessel. Okay. So it's like looking at a slinky. Okay. But the slinky is minuscule. And they Let do me it. see the back. But, but you don't have any scars? No, no nothing? It was all le- inside? They went through my yep, thigh to do yep, it. Yep, you didn't have it. Because I, when I first I saw you at the hospital, I was kind of expecting, oh, she's, you know, maybe going to have a shaved part of your head or whatever. Right. I didn't know. Um, if um, if those procedures had not worked, they would have sent me in for more of a brain surgery and had to shave my head to get uh, into my and open up my head. So um, that's why the prayers kept, the prayers that were being prayed were to not have that happen, that I was just strictly right. have... Um, just the coils go around the around my vessel 
to take off or to, to block off the bleeding. Yeah. And if I can, under, there's a lot of puzzle pieces that I have to always put together because I'm trying to remember all that happened. But I know that they had to keep my blood pressure really, really high because that helps to keep the vessels open. Okay. Um, to keep the blood flowing through, if I if I say that right. Um, I had many, many incisions. I had a port put in in my upper arm. The port was what was helping with pain meds. Okay. So this port was always stuck up here in my arm. Were you in a lot of pain? I mean, was your head like worse than a headache? Probably. Yeah. Just like pounding. It was always a headache. Yeah. For days and days and days. So I want to know what exactly is a brain aneurysm? In my understanding, isn't it like a blood clot, right? That just can't get through the whatever and it just causes your vessel to burst? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) That's what I, I think it's from a blood clot and it does happen. I mean, you've, you are so lucky, Sean, because um, the odds are um, people don't make it from that. Yeah, I am not the poster child of an aneurysm either because I got asked the questions, you know, do, do you smoke? Are you obese? Um, I got asked all yeah. these questions and I yeah. said it was always no, no, no. And so they cannot answer how I got it. That Is it is caused sh- from stress? Or they probably I know, don't know. They, yeah, yeah, I, I had know. no idea at all wow. how it occurred. So it could happen to anybody. It could happen at to any time. At any, yeah, it could happen to anybody at any time. Oh gosh. So, well, I um, I don't know. I I just I, when I heard the news, I was kind of in shock because I just could not believe it. Because you're you know very active, very vibrant. You, you're very energetic, very popular. You, I mean, you know, at the hospital, you had so many you know well wishers and people that were really worried about you. Um, we were worried, and um, but I remember when I when we came to see you, uh, you were very coherent. Um, you know, it was like that was oh, the second okay. weekend that I was there. Yeah, yeah. which was like the twenty first. How long were you in there altogether? I was there for three straight weeks on bed rest. Okay, so for three weeks I did not move. For a week and a half in, I ended up getting an infection in my leg. Oh, um, the incision site. Uh, where my thigh was, there was a, a nicked, I, I guess it was a nicked artery or vessel, mm-hmm. but that caused a blood clot. That caused Ugh. a really hardening of my thigh. Oh, no. And um, so then I was put on new meds or more meds to to clear up the that okay. clot and have okay. it break apart. And um, I ended up being allergic to one of those meds because eventually I started getting heated and flushed and oh, had no. an allergy to one of those meds they were oh, giving me. That's the last thing you needed? Yep. And I had to continue to be on bed rest. And to know me, to be on bed rest is super hard because yeah. I, I like to be active and walk. And So they encouraged you not to move or anything? Right. I could I mean, not move my legs. Couldn't they even like, because when I was in the hospital, they always said, you know, you got to move your legs. You don't want to get blood clots. Right. So was there someone in there trying to move your legs or no? No, I, I not. could not get up to walk. Okay. I had to use bedpans. I had to, yeah, it was... All the stuff that you don't like to do at a hospital. Oh, that'd be really I, hard just my, to sit there. I would have yeah. to get off the edge of my bed. Yeah. Um, between my mother and some of the nurses, maybe friends too. Was it hard to walk? I mean, was it hard to even sit up? What was that no, like? It wasn't hard to sit up. What about that's eat? all I could do? What about eating? Like, what was the first your first memory of what you ate when you came out of it? Like, were you hungry? Uh, yeah, they wanted me to eat um, high in carb, high in salt foods. That they wanted me to eat that. Yeah. So I was I was I was dumbstruck by that because I love to have 
a good salad, a piece of chicken. And yeah. here they here they were telling me you have to have please eat um drink or eat tomato soup, grilled cheese sandwiches. We need to have fatten, you up, fatten you up and sweeten you up. And, yeah. and this was like the, I was like, no, 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 this is the last thing that I do in life. But uh they wanted me to eat higher in salty foods to help with all the healing of it. So okay. I had this salt heals. I didn't know. I had this freedom to eat what I wanted, even though I was like when I first came in here, all I want is salads. And yeah, before I arrived to the hospital, I was on a regimen of eating eating right and yeah, being in the hospital threw that all out the door. But, so you um, were there for like three weeks. For three weeks, I finally moved out of the IC, ICU room itself, um, March second, I think it was. Okay, I went into a regular room, and that's where they finally let me start walking. And then I um, took off down the hallways at Butterworth, and then I was not turning back. And when I got to some stairwells at the hospital, too, the nurse, um, my ex, they were all there watching and, and, you know, watching me literally try to run around the the hospital. They said, you have to walk up and down the steps now. And so I walked up and down the steps, did that successfully. I asked them, can I do it again? Mm -hmm. And the the nurse was taken aback that I wanted to walk the steps one more time. Because I wasn't going to give up because I wanted to go home so badly. Did you have pent up energy too? Or oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to have a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. You have to find a lot of peace because you are sort of stuck. Yeah. Were you You're frustrated? St- were you, okay. So when you came out of it, did you have to have someone tell you what happened or did you yes. kind of know, like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that's what I wanted to ask? So someone had to tell you Very much what so. happened to you. And what did you think at that moment? I mean, were you worried like, oh my gosh, I could have brain damage or I don't know. I couldn't, I didn't comprehend that part. Um, People told me that I should have died and that I was a miracle. I heard the word miracle a lot Mm -hmm. and I was dumbfounded. Like, what does that mean? What does a miracle mean? Um, I, I only had a headache, so I didn't have, I didn't have a, like I didn't have a cast on to so know what, that I was injured. Yeah, so what was your last I didn't, I didn't memory have, before you were like out? Like what was the last thing you remember? Uh, pretty much leaving the ambulance and going inside Butterworth and it was cold. And then that that's That's your last, all I can remember. Okay. And I was out for like three days straight. I, from what people said, I came around and I would kind of jibber-jabber and talk. Yeah. Um, my one friend said that I would wake up and say to her, I love Jesus, <laughs> which I'm glad I said that. Aww, yeah. But it was a lot of jibber jabber and I wasn't saying much. Um, it was dark in my room, I was told, because the light hurt. Yeah. So a lot of things. Uh, my mom did take a few pictures of me in the hospital bed and my brother was hovering over me, mm-hmm. uh, like stroking my hair. So that was pretty sentimental that my brother was there. Yeah. Um, he's a good man. So he was definitely taking care of me. Um, and then my son, if I understand the story goes, um, my son was in the room with me kind of holding vigil over watching over. And from what, if I got the story straight, I sat up in bed and asked him how his day was, like if he'd had a good day at school, which sent him in for a loop because I hadn't talked in a number of days. And he ran out to the waiting room where a bunch of people were sitting and waiting. And he had told his father, you need to come quick, it's mom. Mm-hmm. And if I understand how the story goes, um, my ex and my my ex had thought that maybe I had died in those moments because oh, my son was so he came running in was so thought, hysterical, okay, was overwhelmed a little. Okay. Yep, it was yep. crying. 
And actually, it was a flip of that, that AJ told um, his dad that I actually uh, woke up and was speaking. And he was excited. And he yeah. was excited Aww. that I had not died. Aww. Yeah, the, the nurses and the doctors on that ICU floor um, said that I prob- I was one of the only people that was talking on the floor, that a typical brain aneurysm patient is mostly in a vegetable state. Yeah. Oh, it's mostly in a vegetable state. And um, so, yeah, and they can't hear the, or they can't hear, they can't talk. They yeah. had stroke symptoms. So um, on those three days, did they think that you, was there a possibility that you would not make it? I mean, was that a possibility? Yes, there was always a possibility. Okay. There was always that possibility. Like, is there a second, like, round or whatever that can happen once that happens? I guess Cause there, you they might, were, your vessels might be compromised right. or vulnerable. They were or watching okay. the vessels like a hawk okay. to make sure the coils were doing their job. Um and make sure that the the vessel was closing up, or that at least the blood was getting through yeah. appropriately. So yeah, there, it was always a touch and go thing. They were always wow. watching me like a hawk. Gosh, well I am. And every morning I had to have an ultrasound five a.m. These ultrasound techs would come in every single morning, and have to do ultrasounds on my brain and my head and my the back of my neck, and that was to determine how what the vessels looked like for the day. Okay. And then docs would arrive four to five hours later and tell me the results of what the ultrasound said. Okay. And um, just little by little by little, the healing was beginning. Yeah, it's a little lot of process. By little by little, yes. Was there anything at the hospital that you liked <laughs> as far as uh, food? As far as anything? food? Yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Did they? I it mean, wasn't bad food, but it wasn't yeah. like awesome, an awesome steak. Probably lots of, like lots of pudding. <laughs> pudding there was jello. nothing like that. Uh, well, <laughs> I just... Um, I am so glad you made it through, Sean. Um, it's a blessing. It's a blessing that you're here. I'm thankful um, for all the care. Oh that my I gosh! Got. I I'm am thankful so for. Glad. I'm just so thankful for an ex husband that uh, watched over me and got me to where I had to be in the hospital. Yeah. Um, I'm thankful for my parents, my brother, uh, my sister in law, my cousins, my friends. Yes, and you have a lot of friends. Every- I mean, I remember going on that Facebook live feed or whatever and they had you on there and you were praying sean is a very good um she loves to pray she prays all the time and it was just so cute i remember you laying in bed and you you had like your hands like this and you were like thank you friends (laughs) and yep and thank you and i hear your prayers and uh it was just like always using my hands um yeah you looked vulnerable and i didn't like that that's what i just like oh god I, i just Hope she keeps, you know, continuing and getting yeah. stronger and you have and yep. and you know, I should say you made a complete recovery. Yes. I mean, there is no brain damage relatively. No. no. Right. <laughs> no, right. you've made a complete recovery. You have no effects. Yeah, by March thirty one I had a follow up appointment and that follow up said that I could resume all activities. Yay. And start having fun. Yes. But that's when COVID set uh, in. The coronavirus pandemic started. Of course. And so people, I know um, we all are struggling through this pandemic, but I was very yeah. thankful to actually have the stay-home orders at that point when I reflect back on it now, mm-hmm. because I was then made to sit still, mm-hmm. stay home. Mm-hmm. I had to recuperate and yep. let my brain heal. Yes. I feel like if maybe I had resumed all activities and ran, and started running around Little again like I much. used to, yeah. it might have been too much. Yeah. And who knows what have happened, but... yeah. So no, I am thankful for that rest. I am so thankful for you, Sean. I'm so glad um, you made a complete recovery. And I love you. And Thank you. I know that must have been <laughs> and I love so you. scary. Oh. It is. But I want us to get back out there and dance. 
Yes. Yes. Hopefully. What's that going to happen? Uh, spring, summer, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Well, um, I appreciate you sharing your story. It's a powerful story, and I feel like you're going to help a lot of people with this experience. Um, I know that had to have been horrifying and scary, and I mean, I, can, yeah. I can't even put it into words. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I've never been anything experienced anything close to that, but uh, I appreciate you sharing your story. Yes. Thank you for letting me share it. All right. Well, I hope you guys have a good day. I hope you um, learned something from this story, and we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you're here. We had so much fun, didn't we, Sean? Yes. I totally hope, everybody, that you enjoyed our episode. So please subscribe to our website, ajuicypearpodcast.com. Yes. See you there. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy, and you just listened to another episode of the Juicy Pear Podcast. Thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. And I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Each week, I have new content, and I love talking with creatives. Tell your friends and family. And if you're feeling led, hey, you can buy me a coffee on ajuicypearpodcast.com.